Okay. So, bag of random notes kind of thing. Just, just things that occurred that I wanted to bring up. So, first and foremost is... I'm going to throw this garbage over there. First and foremost, some... Uh, you may notice on Twitter, on the Twitter.com machine, that predictions that were tweeted out earlier from, from earlier this year are starting to... People are going back. And, you know, the, the people that were saying, oh, I guarantee the Leafs aren't going to come first, or some, some stupid things that were confidently said for likes, obviously, because if you're trying to use logic and say these things, then it just means you're an idiot. But anyways, so the hot takes from the beginning of the season are starting to surface again. One of them being the uh, the, the prediction, the TSN panel's prediction, uh, playoff predictions for the North Division. One person got all four teams correct. I did not. I'll admit that. I had Calgary in the top four. I thought Calgary was good. They bamboozled me. One person had all four correct. Can you guess who that is? David Poulin, who I, I, I'm not a big fan of him. I just think some of his, a lot of his logic is just flawed. I really, when he talks, when he begins to talk, I really question what's going on between his ears. Who prepped him on this topic and that sort of thing? But he had all four. Uh, A little bit, the the order wasn't 100% correct, but he did have Leafs first. And he nailed it. So, like, that just blew my mind right there. He He got it over, I mean... A little bit of defeat, my end. A little bit of defeat. Not gonna lie. Anywho, congratulations to him. I guess you win nothing. Not even my respect. But that was a little harsh. <laughs> um, the second note that I had here was hockey night in Canada. I didn't fully, you know, when it's on, it's just in the background. I'm really, not really paying attention. But uh, I mean. That's not to say they they do have some decent uh, Kelly Rudy I like Kevin BX I like Jen Botterill has her, she's she's pretty good as well Anthony Stewart I don't know he's whatever not good but this week it was Botterill Rudy and BXA and they were talking about the Tom Wilson situation right everyone knows you know the the whole Tom Wilson going crazy on Panarin almost killing him. He's out for the rest of the season now. The the fines, the fights from that Rangers game, which was awesome, by the way. If you missed it, watch the highlights. That was some very exciting hockey. <laughs> Shit show, but very exciting hockey. But they were giving their takes on this. Oh, should it have been a suspension? Should it have been this? Should it have been that? Which, to me, it's kind of weird to be talking about it like five days later. That's where we, when you do, do this only once a week. I mean, that happened on like Monday. It's been like it's been our it's already been covered, so that's why I'm not talking about it. You, everyone's put their two cents in. Mine has probably been similar to someone that's already talked, right? So that's why. But Hockey Night in Canada was talking about it. Should have been suspension. Should have been this. Was this dirty? The blah blah blah. Kevin Bieksa was giving his opinion. He was saying no. Like from a level of experience, he was saying no due to reason X Y Z. Nothing actually happened. He didn't hit his head. And there was a disagreement. Um, Kelly Rudy disagreed. He, he sat there. He was composed. Well, I disagree, Kevin. Blah, blah, blah. But Jen Botterill disagreed. And here's what I liked. I liked how she showed emotion. 
I liked how there was a disagreement. It wasn't just four robots giving their opinions and agreeing with each other. It was she showed emotion. She was looking around like, am I taking crazy pills here? What's this guy saying? She got a little flustered though, I found. When you disagree like that, she was showing the right emotion, doing the right thing, but she it's it sort of they were interrupting each other, which is tough because they're on Zoom, but she was showing some good emotion. I really liked that part. Finally, some disagreement. Every single panel, it's just like, okay, you talk, and then you talk, and then you talk, and then you talk. Zero discussion, zero debate, zero disagreement. I mean, when there is disagreement on the panel, it's just it's clearly like, okay, you say this, and then you say this. And it's just no back and forth, no nothing. We got to see some of that back and forth. So what I'm hoping, it didn't go very well. It was very messy and very disorganized. But it was nice to see. A little bit of a little bit of emotion there from Jen. It was nice. It was it was cool to see. Regardless of what the points were that were actually being made, I think Bexo was totally wrong. I mean, oh, just because he didn't hit his head this time, meaning next time if he does, then that's when we take action. That's that's just that's just stupid. Plain and simple. Like I know you fought Tom Wilson. Okay, you were throwing punches at him. Were you taking his head and trying to slam it off the ice? No, but I liked the disagreement, regardless of what these people were saying. They just got to work on that part, though, because it was very, very, very messy. And you people were talking over each other and it wasn't coming out clearly. But if you're going to do that, then you, you got to be louder with more emotion. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, I don't even know who else would do that. A little Stephen A. Smith. There we go. We're going to ESPN. You know, show's going to ESPN. Show a little Stephen A. Smith flair to you. Huh? So, just wanted to bring that up. It was interesting to see. I hope they work on that. I hope we see more disagreements. Right? I hope we see some panel members getting fired up. Because a lot of hockey panel is just a snooze fest. And, anyways, moving on. My last random note just came to my head. As you're starting to see more people getting re-signed by ESPN and signed by TNT, getting ready for next year kind of thing, people are wondering who's going to be on the panels in between the periods and all that. I think one guy you can really count on seeing there, I think Scott Gomez is going to be there. Former All-Star, has put up, I think, 90-plus points, signed that big contract with New York. Um, like clearly loves the game, has coached, coached for the Islanders, stopped doing that, but is now doing like his own little like media kind of thing. His Instagram, he's really beefed that up, doing pumping out a lot of content there. And I think, I really think ESPN should take notice and has taken notice of that. I think we can count on seeing him in some role with ESPN or TNT. So just something I want to throw out there. I thought it was interesting and I, I would like to see him there. As a lot of people have said, the in-between periods for NBC for pretty much everything, they're just so boring. It's just you talk and then you talk and it's just, yeah, I really think that they did a good job. Like, okay, like all these people individually are good. Like, I just want to see a little bit more emotion, some disagreement, some different opinions. It's just like, I don't care that you agree with Jonesy and Sharpie about, oh, that was a good dump in there. They should have... Got shorter shifts and pucks on that. Like, you're not going to attract anyone new from that. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. It's it, it's 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 got to get a little bit more animosity, like a little bit more like what the NBA on TNT has there with Shaq and Charles Barkley. That'll be tough. It'll be tough to rep- replicate because those are gems. Those are top of the line. But I really hope ESPN, or sorry, the NHL can work to put something out there like that. A little bit of entertainment. I don't care that. I know ho- like the issue is hockey fans are a lot of. A lot of Canadian hockey fans, it's a lot of, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't say exactly what I was thinking. What an idiot. This person is so stupid. And then that's where it just becomes like so boring. Like, would you like someone to get up in between the periods and just read off stats? Just rattle off and post some uh, some evolving wild charts? Like, no. I want to see a little emotion, a little, a little zest to the in-between periods. I've gone on about this for way too long now, but just something to keep in mind there. So those are my random notes of the week. Um, next, I wanted to get into Frederick Anderson and the Toronto Marlies. Okay, so bag of random notes kind of thing just just things that occurred that i wanted to bring up so first and foremost is i'm gonna throw this garbage over there first and foremost some uh you may notice on twitter on the twitter.com machine that predictions that were tweeted out earlier from, from earlier this year are starting to people are going back and you know the the people that were saying, "Oh, I guarantee the Leafs aren't going to come first or some some stupid things that were confidently said for likes, obviously, because if you're trying to use logic and say these things, then it just means you're an idiot. But anyways, so the hot takes from the beginning of the season are starting to surface again. One of them being the uh, the, the prediction, the TSN panel's prediction, uh, playoff predictions for the North Division. One person got all four teams correct. I did not. I'll admit that. I had Calgary in the top four. I thought Calgary was good. They bamboozled me. One person had all four correct. Can you guess who that is? David Poulin. Who, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of him. I just think some of his, a lot of his logic is just flawed. It, I really, when he talks, when he begins to talk, I really question what's going on between his ears. Who prepped him on this topic and that sort of thing? But he had all four. Uh, a little bit, the, the order wasn't 100% correct, but he did have Leafs first. And he nailed it. So, like, it, it, that just blew my mind right there. He got, he got it over, I mean, a little bit of defeat on my end. A little bit of defeat, not going to lie. Anywho, congratulations to him, I guess. You win nothing. Not even my respect, but that was a little harsh. <laughs> um, the second note that I had here was Hockey Night in Canada. I didn't fully, you know, when it's on, it's just in the background. I'm really, not really paying attention. But, uh, I mean, that's not to say they, they do have some decent... Uh, Kelly Rudy, I like. Kevin BX, I like. Jen Botterill has her. She's, she's pretty good as well. Anthony Stewart, I don't know. He's whatever. Not good, but... This week, it was Botterill, Rudy, and Bieksa. And they were talking about the Tom Wilson situation, right? 
everyone knows, you know, the the whole Tom Wilson going crazy on Panarin, almost killing him. He's out for the rest of the season now. The the fines, the fights from that Rangers game, which was awesome, by the way. If you missed it, watch the highlights. That was some very exciting hockey. <laughs> Shit show, but very exciting hockey. But they were giving their takes on this. Oh, should it have been a suspension? Should it have been this? Should it have been that? Which, to me, it's kind of weird to be talking about it like five days later. That's where we, we need to do this only once a week. I mean, that happened on like Monday. It's been like it's been our it's already been covered, so that's why I'm not talking about it. You, everyone's put their two cents in. Mine has probably been similar to someone that's already talked, right? So that's why. But Hockey Night in Canada was talking about it. Should have been suspension. Should have been this. Was this dirty? The blah blah blah. Kevin Bieksa was giving his opinion. He was saying no. Like from a level of experience, he was saying no due to reason X Y Z. Nothing actually happened. He didn't hit his head. And there was a disagreement. Um, Kelly Rudy disagreed. He, he sat there. He was composed. Well, I disagree, Kevin. Blah, blah, blah. But Jen Botterill disagreed. And here's what I liked. I liked how she showed emotion. I liked how there was a disagreement. It wasn't just four robots giving their opinions and agreeing with each other. It was, she showed emotion. She was looking around like, am I taking crazy pills here? What's this guy saying? She got a little flustered though, I found. When you disagree like that, she was showing the right emotion, doing the right thing, but she, it's it sort of, they were interrupting each other, which is tough because they're on Zoom, but she was showing some good emotion. I really liked that part. Finally, some disagreement. Every single panel, it's just like, okay, you talk and then you talk and then you talk and then you talk. Zero discussion, zero debate, zero disagreement. I mean, when there is disagreement on the panel, it's just it's clearly like, okay, you say this and then you say this. And it's just no back and forth, no nothing. We got to see some of that back and forth. So what I'm hoping, it didn't go very well. It was very messy and very disorganized. But it was nice to see. A little bit of a little bit of emotion there from Jen. It was nice. It was, it was cool to see. Regardless of what the points were that were actually being made, I think Bieksa was totally wrong. I mean, oh, just because he didn't hit his head this time, meaning next time if he does, then that's when we take action. That's that's just that's just stupid. Plain and simple. Like I know you fought Tom Wilson. Okay, you were throwing punches at him. Were you taking his head and trying to slam it off the ice? No, but I liked the disagreement, regardless of what these people were saying. They just got to work on that part, though, because it was very, very, very messy. And you, people were talking over each other and it wasn't coming out clearly. But if you're going to do that, then you, you got to be louder with more emotion. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, I don't even know who else would do that. A little Stephen A. Smith. There we go. We're going to ESPN. The show's going to ESPN. Show a little Stephen A. Smith flair to you. Huh? So, just wanted to bring that up. It was interesting to see. I hope they work on that. I hope we see more disagreements. Right? I hope we see some panel members getting fired up. Because a lot of hockey panel is just a snooze fest. And, anyways, moving on. My last random note just came to my head. As you're starting to see more people getting re-signed by ESPN and signed by TNT, getting ready for next year kind of thing, people are wondering who's going to be on the panels in between the periods and all that. 
I think one guy you can really count on seeing there, I think Scott Gomez is going to be there. Former All-Star, has put up, I think, 90-plus points, signed that big contract with New York. Um, like clearly loves the game, has coached, coached for the Islanders, stopped doing that, but is now doing like his own little like media kind of thing. His Instagram, he's really beefed that up, doing a little, pumping out a lot of content there. And I think, I really think ESPN should take notice and has taken notice of that. I think we can count on seeing him in some role with ESPN or TNT. So just something I want to throw out there. I thought it was interesting and I, I would like to see him there. As a lot of people have said, the in-between periods for NBC for pretty much everything, they're just so boring. It's just you talk and then you talk and it's just, yeah, I really think that they did a good job. Of like, okay, like all these people individually are good. Like, I just want to see a little bit more emotion, some disagreement, some different opinions. It's just like, I don't care that you agree with Jonesy and Sharpie about, oh, that was a good dump in there. They should have... Got shorter shifts and pucks on that. Like, you're not going to attract anyone new from that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it, it, it's 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 got to get a little bit more animosity. Like a little bit more like what the NBA on TNT has there with Shaq and Charles Barkley. That'll be tough. It'll be tough to rep- replicate because those are gems. Those are top of the line. But I really hope ESPN, or sorry, the NHL can work to put something out there like that a little bit of entertainment i don't care that i know ho- like the issue is hockey fans are a lot of a lot of canadian hockey fans it's a lot of oh my god i can't believe they didn't say exactly what i was thinking what an idiot this person is so stupid and then that's where it just becomes like so boring like would you like someone to get up in between the periods and just read off stats just rattle off and post some uh some evolving wild charts like no i want to see a little emotion a little little zest to the in-between periods i've gone on about this for way too long now but just something to keep in mind there so those are my random notes of the week um next i wanted to get into frederick anderson and the toronto marlies So, as many of you know, the Frederick Anderson saga, fiasco, you can call it, has been rolling on. We finally got to see him in between the pipes in a real regular season game this week, suiting up for the blue and white of the AHL, that is, though. A little conditioning stint for the Ferda with the Marlies there, but it didn't quite go as I expected, not as people, as I expected, I expected to see a healthier Frederick Anderson, sharper movements, a lot quicker movements, um, less grimacing, obviously in the net there, because we were seeing quite a bit of that throughout the season. Um, but especially also on the point shots, I found that he wasn't getting down into his crouch quick enough. So when the point shots were coming in, it was a big flop kind of coming down it was a big heavy flop kind of coming down. And then if the puck changed directions, he wasn't quite able to react to it. And he, not being in your crouch, he wasn't able to, um, you know, react to the puck coming in. Especially if it was tipped or it was a small screen of some sort, right? So 
this the, these two Marley's games though didn't start very well. Um, made a couple saves, but then two goals fairly quickly in the first game. He started only half the game the first game, but one of them, okay, guy walks in all alone. Marley's defense is a gong show, might I add. Just just a disaster, giving up chances left, right, and center. I feel almost bad for Joseph Wall. If we want to develop Joseph Wall, get him some real defense because, oof, my God. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Frederick Anderson, first period, first period, few minutes in, breakaway. The guy getting the breakaway on him didn't take that great of a shot, I thought. He was all alone, untouched. From not the closest in, but five hole just just ripped it five hole. Wasn't that great of a shot I found. So that's where I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. And then the second one guy comes down on the left hand side, puts it from back in the forehand with the defender on his back and puts it in. Not the greatest reaction to the puck there under his blocker. Again. Mm, yeah, makes it a little uneasy there. He settled in though, made some saves. Um, looked okay in terms of his moving and everything like that. And when market is a very good start, but the second start we got to see a full game from him, and some of the goals this guy let in, it was like my God, like you didn't even want to remember that you were watching an AHL game there, right? One, uh, two of them, so. He led in four goals. The Marlies lost 5-4 in a shootout. Two of the goals were just shots. One from Cole Perfetti was just disgusting. He just waved at it, it seemed. I don't know if he couldn't see it, but it's like, dude, like, it seems like every freaking goal that comes in, you can't see. It's a tip. It's this or that. Like, it, it, it's, it's, the excuse is piling up. I, I know the Marlies defense isn't that good, but this was, this was not fun to watch at all. Manitoba's offense also isn't that great, I would say. Like, it, the reactions on them were questionable for a couple of them. And then, even better, he was having trouble with point shots, two-point shot goals. So, a little bit painful to watch. You do have to remember he hadn't started a game since March 19th. He is trying to get healthy. So, the positives that I took from it, he made a couple good saves. His movements looked a little bit better from what we saw in March which is very encouraging there. I hope he gets one more game with the Marlies, though, just see start to finish if that rust can be knocked off. But he was moving a little bit better, a little bit quicker, not quite what we saw a few years ago in the, that three-year stretch where he was a very good goalie. Didn't quite look to that level, but did look better than from what we saw, especially in March this season. So that is encouraging. Now, what to do with him? I think he could get back to being good next season. Right now, you're in the middle of the season. This is not preseason. You can't be... It's a too big of a dice roll to have him as backup right now. I'd really like to see one more start from him. Then, obviously, make the evaluation from there. But this is why the Leafs went out and got David Riddick. Because Anderson is just... We don't know what his body is going through right now. And it's clearly a lot it seems like um but overall saw some encouraging things but a lot of bad goals just plain and simple <laughs> plain and simple a lot of bad goals but we'll see hopefully he gets one more 
then we can make we can further um, make an evaluation from there, right? So let's get into now. Done with, not done with that part. Let's get into a little bit of three stars of the week, shall we? So, as many of you know, the Frederick Anderson saga, fiasco, you can call it, has been rolling on. We finally got to see him in between the pipes in a real regular season game this week, suiting up for the blue and white of the AHL, that is, though. A little conditioning stint for the Ferda with the Marlies there, but it didn't quite go as I expected not as people as I expected I expected to see a healthier Frederick Anderson sharper movements a lot quicker movements um, less grimacing obviously in the net there because we were seeing quite a bit of that throughout the season um, but especially also on the point shots I found that he wasn't getting down into his crouch quick enough so when the point shots were coming in it was a big flop kind of coming down there's a big heavy flop kind of coming down and then if the puck changed directions he wasn't quite able to react to it and he not being in your crouch he wasn't able to um you know react to the puck coming in especially if it was tipped or it was a small screen of some sort right so this these two marley's games though didn't start very well um made a couple saves but then two goals fairly quickly in the first game he started only half the game the first game but one of them okay guy walks in all alone marley's defense is a gong show might i add just just a disaster giving up chances left right and center i felt almost bad for joseph wool if we want to develop joseph wool get him some real defense because oof my god anyways back to what i was saying frederick anderson first period first period few minutes in breakaway the guy getting the breakaway on him didn't take that great of a shot, I thought. He was all alone, untouched. From not the closest in, but five hole just just ripped the five hole. Wasn't that great of a shot I found. So that's where I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. And then the second one, the guy comes down on the left hand side, puts it from back in the forehand with the defender on his back and puts it in. Not the greatest reaction to the puck there under his blocker. Again, mm, yeah, makes it a little uneasy there. He settled in though, made some saves. Um, looked okay in terms of his moving and everything like that. I wouldn't mark it as a very good start. But the second start, we got to see a full game from him. And some of the goals this guy let in. It was like, my God, like you didn't even want to remember that you were watching an AHL game there, right? One, uh, two of them, so he let in four goals. The Marlies lost 5-4 in a shootout. Two of the goals were just shots. One from Cole Perfetti was just disgusting. He just waved at it, it seemed. I don't know if you couldn't see it, but it's like, dude, like it seems like every freaking goal that comes in, you can't see. It's a tip. It's this, that. Like it, it's it's the excuse is piling up. I, I know the Marley's defense isn't that good, but this was this was not fun to watch at all. Manitoba's offense also isn't that great, I would say. 
like it, the reactions on them were questionable for a couple of them and then even better he was having trouble with point shots two point shot goals so a little bit painful to watch you do have to remember he hadn't started a game since March 19th he is trying to get healthy so the positives that I took from it he made a couple good saves his movements looked a little bit better from what we saw in March which is very encouraging there I hope he gets one more game with the Marlies though just to see start to finish if that rust can be knocked off but he was moving a little bit better a little bit quicker not quite what we saw a few years ago in the, that three-year stretch where he was a very good goalie didn't quite look to that level but did look better than from what we saw especially in March this season so that is encouraging now what to do with him I think he could get back to being good next season right now you're in the middle of the season this is not preseason you can't be it's a too big of a dice roll to have him as backup right now I'd really like to see one more start from him then obviously make the evaluation from there but this is why the Leafs went out and got David Riddick because Anderson is just we don't know what his body is going through right now and it's clearly a lot it seems like um but overall saw some encouraging things but a lot of bad goals just plain and simple <laughs> plain and simple a lot of bad goals but we'll see hopefully he gets one more then we can make we can further um, make an evaluation from there right so let's get into now down with, not done with that part Let's get into a little bit of three stars of the week, shall we? So, as many of you know, the Frederick Anderson saga, fiasco, you can call it, has been rolling on. We finally got to see him in between the pipes in a real regular season game this week suiting up for the blue and white of the AHL that is though a little conditioning stint for the Ferda with the Marlies there but it didn't quite go as I expected not as people as I expected I expected to see a healthier Frederick Anderson sharper movements a lot quicker movements um, less grimacing obviously in the net there because we were seeing quite a bit of that throughout the season um, but especially also on the point shots I found that he wasn't getting down into his crouch quick enough so when the point shots were coming in it was a big flop kind of coming down it was a big heavy flop kind of coming down and then if the puck changed directions he wasn't quite able to react to it and he, not being in your crouch he wasn't able to um, you know, react to the puck coming in, especially if it was tipped or it was a small screen of some sort, right? So, this th- these two Marlies games though didn't start very well. Um, made a couple saves, but then two goals fairly quickly in the first game. He started only half the game the first game, but one of them, okay, guy walks in all alone. Marley's defense is a gong show, might I add, just. 
just at this ad, giving up chances left, right, and center. I feel almost bad for Joseph Wall. If we want to develop Joseph Wall, get him some real defense because, oof, my God. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Frederick Anderson, first period, first period, few minutes in, breakaway. The guy getting the breakaway on him didn't take that great of a shot, I thought. He was all alone, untouched. From not the closest in, but five hole just just ripped it five hole. Wasn't that great of a shot I found. So that's where I was like, mm, okay, yeah. And then the second one, the guy comes down on the left hand side, puts it from back in the forehand with the defender on his back and puts it in. Not the greatest reaction to the puck there under his blocker. Again, mm, yeah, makes it a little uneasy there. He settled in though, made some saves. Um, looked okay in terms of his moving and everything like that. I wouldn't mark it as a very good start. But the second start, we got to see a full game from him. And some of the goals this guy let in, it was like, my God. Like, you didn't even want to remember that you were watching an AHL game there. Right? One, uh, two of them... so. He let in four goals. The Marlers lost 5-4 in a shootout. Two of the goals were just shots. One from Cole Perfetti was just disgusting. He just waved at it, it seemed. I don't know if you couldn't see it, but it's like, dude, like it seems like every freaking goal that comes in, you can't see. It's a tip. It's this or that. Like, it, it, it's, it's the excuse is piling up. I know the Marlies' defense isn't that good, but this was, this was not fun to watch at all. Manitoba's offense also isn't that great, I would say. Like, it, the reactions on them were questionable for a couple of them. And then, even better, he was having trouble with point shots, two-point shot goals. So, a little bit painful to watch. You do have to remember he hadn't started a game since March 19th. He is trying to get healthy. So, the positives that I took from it, he made a couple good saves. His movements looked a little bit better from what we saw in March which is very encouraging there. I hope he gets one more game with the Marlies, though. Just see start to finish if that rust can be knocked off. But he was moving a little bit better, a little bit quicker. Not quite what we saw a few years ago in the, that three-year stretch where he was a very good goalie. Didn't quite look to that level, but did look better than from what we saw, especially in March this season. So that is encouraging. Now, what to do with him? think he could get back to being good next season right now you're in the middle of the season this is not preseason you can't be it's a too big of a dice roll to have him as backup right now I'd really like to see one more start from him then obviously make the evaluation from there but this is why the Leafs went out and got David Riddick because Anderson is just we don't know what his body is going through right now and it's clearly a lot it seems like um but overall saw some encouraging things but a lot of bad goals just plain and simple <laughs> plain and simple a lot of bad goals but we'll see hopefully he gets one more then we can make we can further um, make an evaluation from there right so let's get into now down with, not done with that part Let's get into a little bit of three stars of the week, shall we? 